Pittman's Point. It's time for Pittman's Point. Welcome back to the Sean Pittman Show. And, of course, we want to thank Dr. Ken Fowley for joining us this morning as we start off this new year and try to start it off in a positive way with the health, well, with our mental health uh, front of mind. So uh, thank you, Dr. Ken, and uh, thank you all for listening. Now it's time for the first Pittman Point of the year. And, y'all, I hate to hate to hate to make it negative, but we got real stuff going on right now. So, you know, if you listen to this show at all, chances are good. You've heard us talk about this president and the negative direction he's taken this country with his trampling on the Constitution and his bumbling of foreign policy that has led not only to impeachment of the House of Representatives, but now it looks like it might lead us to a war. So here we are, and the president is at it again, this time seriously endangering the lives of Americans under the guise of, of protecting them. When the president ordered the attack and the assassination of the Iranian general just days ago, he claims that he was doing this to prevent a war and to save American lives that no one has proven to be in danger yet, y'all. But he announced that he would be sending 3,500 soldiers into harm's way to prepare for retaliation. So the question is, if he wasn't inciting a war, then why do we need troops? Why do we need troops heading into harm's way? The president then claimed that Iran doesn't need a regime change, but yet he killed somebody at the top of the regime. I mean, this guy is the regime, right? So it's it's confusing and disjointed to me, y'all. And um, I don't know that it makes sense to put lives in danger uh, and have us on the brink of war. Now, make no mistake. This Iranian general was an evil man who was a high priority enemy of the United States. But the short sightedness by this president and the ill fated attempts at explanations and the next steps of our country is in a dangerous position. Are we seeing everything that's on the table here, y'all? Is this a political ploy in front of our eyes? Is the president trying to to stroke nationalist sentiment ahead um, of what will undoubtedly be um, a contentious and close election? I don't know. I'm not I'm not accusing him. I'm just saying that we've seen in the past that the country doesn't make a change at the top when we're at war. So I hope this was not meant to be a distraction. I hope that taking out this general was necessary, but we won't know until we know. And here's the other thing, y'all. We are out here playing checkers. These guys are up there playing chess. Every move, not just from the Republicans, but the Democrats too, it's three or four moves ahead. And they're thinking that there are things that will fall based on their decision. So what falls based on this decision? Is it going to distract us from the impeachment? Is it going to make sure that we keep this current president because we're at war? I don't know the answer to that. But and I also don't know how to play chess, but I'm going to learn because here we are. And I don't know whether the Democrats move was a check and his move is a checkmate. I don't know. I know those words. But what I'm saying to you is we all need to start playing chess because that's the game they're playing. So the Pittman point today is get informed and stay informed. Listen to the facts. Don't get bottled down by the media or both sides trying to politicize what's going on here. Stay updated and make your own decisions. And as we close our first show of the new decade, we're reminded of the words of John F. Kennedy. Mankind must put an end to war before war puts an end to mankind. Stay safe, everybody. This has been the Sean Pittman Show.
It's 2020. We'll see you in seven. It's the Sean Pittman Show, where we talk about politics, sports, entertainment, and business. Here is your host, Sean Pittman. Good morning, good morning, and welcome. It's 2020. Welcome back to the Sean Pittman Show. Uh, Hope y'all had a good, good, good holiday season, holiday break. Uh, We're back to real life now, and, uh, you know, my kids are still asking if Santa bringing more gifts. Like, doesn't that end? Doesn't that end like on December 26th? Uh, how about at your house? It, it, it's not happening at mine. But listen, welcome back to the show. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for a great 2019. And we're going to start this year off right uh, dealing with our mental health. Because I don't know about y'all, but I got so many friends that, you know, everything ain't always perfect during the new year uh, and during the holidays. So uh, we're going to talk to Dr. Ken Fowler when we get back. So stay with us. We'll be right back. Listening to the Sean Pittman Show. Welcome back to the Sean Pittman Show. You know, that song sort of sets the tone for where we're headed. I mean, uh, the holidays uh, are not always great for everybody. And uh, we wanted to bring Dr. Kenneth Earl Fowler back <laughs> to the show uh, because, uh, as you know, Dr. Fowler is a licensed traumatologist and uh, a marriage and family therapist and, and known him a long time. He's been my personal therapist, I think. He's the key to all my problems. Um, <laughs> but Dr. Fowler, welcome back to the show. And, uh, you know, we, we you join us at the tail end of the holiday season and when a lot of people are excited and happy, but people go through a lot. And the first thing I want to ask you just before we dive in, is it OK to break up with people? Is it OK to break up with people during the holidays or should you wait? Should you wait to after this is this is a popular question. People want to know if you're with somebody, should should you wait to after the holidays or is there no good time? (laughs) There's really no good time. There's there's two foods for thought. They're saying, you know what, we should I should end this before we get to the holidays so that we don't have to go through the holidays. And I feel like we were being fraudulent. And there's some people like, I don't want to ruin the holidays, but right after they open their Christmas gift, I'm going to be right. leaving. So, so it ain't fair to, to wait and get your gift first. <laughs> <laughs> no, that, that, that's being a little disingenuous there. Well, but, 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 but on a serious note, I mean, people, there are a lot of positive things that go on, but there are a lot of, I mean, your problems and your issues don't go away, right? What, what are some of the causes uh, for these negative feelings that we see? And we all see them. Well, p- part of it is that the holidays aren't as happy as for everyone. And what happens is that a lot of times when we've lost loved ones or we've experienced major loss throughout the year, it becomes a reflective time where we start to kind of take time to really feel that sadness. And, and, it, and it's hard to escape it because we're so used to having those people in our lives. And so a lot of times I'll tell families to change. You know, it's nothing wrong with changing your routine until your family can adjust to it. Yeah, and and I mean you really hit on uh, on that that the things that you're going through don't go away and the holidays holidays may exacerbate it a little bit. You know, maybe mm-hmm. you lost somebody as you mentioned during exactly. the holidays, so it's always at the forefront of your mind, you know, something that was very positive about the holidays once before it may not be that way anymore and things change. Is there a way for people? I mean, is that just life? It's it's part of life, but it is, it's a transitional part of your life when someone who's been 
integral in your life, major part. That may have been their favorite holiday, and especially if they were the center of it. Let's say the events were held uh, at their home. Okay, that makes a difference. Yeah, and so then when you're there, there are lots of painful triggers that you see, and a lot of times families try to endure that, thinking that we have to do it the same way. And sometimes you can say, you know what? For a couple of years, we're going to do a cruise or we're going to do it at someone else's house. And, and so being flexible and not feeling like you have to stay um, in a pattern that is going to be more painful than it is enjoyable. You, Some folks have, have reached out to us on social media when we told them you were going to be there and they were asking about this seasonal affective disorder thing, right? And how how they know if they're experiencing those systems, those symptoms, I'm sorry, or something more serious like depression. How do you how do you know whether it's one or the other? Well, seasonal depression is real. And what you see as we get closer to the winter solstice, which is December 21st, it's the shortest day of with light. And so the less light we have, the less um, the, the less we feel upbeat and 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 outgoing. And so if you're struggling with depression and you're having more dark time than you are light, people tend to it's, it tends to have an impact. Yeah, right? it impacts they, they their mood together, right? Yeah, and it's like in Seattle, Seattle where it rains so much. People all always the time. depressed in Seattle. Yeah, I mean <laughs> I mean there there's some happy people there, but but because of the how seasonally it's raining all, you know, 75% of the time or something like that. That there's a higher rate of depression. I think that that's area. why Angela Rye says she had to move from Seattle. I think she, I think she said yeah. it's too dark all the time. <laughs> um, so yeah, I, 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 I hear you, and I, and I, and I hear you saying that that you know this seasonal disorder is as real as depression itself. Yes. it can probably cause the same kind of impacts as mm-hmm. as something that's more long term like depression um but sees but we go through seasons all the time so i guess that could be that could be long term too uh for for our listeners who might be going through some things right now and if you're listening by the way we're talking to dr ken fowler uh our requisite therapist here and and as we go through uh as we end the year and start a new year we thought it was good to talk about some of these things people go through uh as they try to get uplifted for a new year and 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 try to plan for the best year ever um, so far anyway. But Ken, for our listeners who, who who may be going through things right now, what are some easy coping strategies they can use to try to, to try to help themselves get out of a funk? Well, one of the first things is focus on taking care of yourself. And so making sure the things that that help you be the best version of yourself, don't stop those just because the holidays are going on. Ah, okay. Um, okay. If if you exercise regularly, focus on your best days. Yes. Don't don't stop exercising. If if you um, if you have people that you reach out to and talk to that kind of really help you work through things, don't all of a sudden cut off from them because oh it's the holidays. I don't want to bother them. Um, be and a lot of times what happens is that over over having expectations that are unrealistic get us in trouble mm. because mm. the holidays come I along know about that talk yeah. that <laughs> <laughs> the holidays come around and we start to feel like we have to um, we ought to we should and, and you know my thing is I tell people don't shit on me um, should don't, don't 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 should oh I thought you said something else no, here. No, no, I thought we were going to Jamie I thought we were going to have to <laughs> cut him off <laughs> okay. no, but don't should on me don't should on me because shoulds are our attempt to not deal with reality 
And every day that we don't deal with reality, I can guarantee you we won't be happy. And so if the reality is that you can only get one gift per child, then that's the reality. And and you celebrate that and you don't beat yourself up about that. And so, so spread the depression. Well, that, <laughs> <laughs> no, I understand what yeah. you're saying. And, and, because and, that could get you in a lot more problems right yeah, that are long term because then yeah. then we overspend we get each child 10 gifts um we've taken out loans and then come january they're due and so now you're feeling this undue stress and pressure as a result of the holidays and so th- there are lots of things like that that you know feeling like that we have to meet other people's expectations that you have family members that are putting pressure on you that you always do this you always cook everything are you you know what i've, I've been through an illness i don't I, I can't cook everything this year you know, you know dr file that's a real real feeling i mean i'm sitting here now and and you you know i, I heard you for a split second talk about me um and people I know uh, that that, you know, things you have to not be afraid to change things. Right. Mm-hmm. And let things change based on what's healthy for you. I think yeah. that's what I'm hearing you saying. One, one of the things I did in my own family <clears throat> is that my mother um, overcame breast cancer. But while she was going through chemo, mama wasn't ready to cook for the holidays. And so we said, you know what, we're not we can't keep her out of her kitchen. So we're going to we're going to. We met at the Gaylord in Grapevine, Texas, and we had Christmas there just so that she didn't feel the pressure to please everyone and be in there cooking. And, and, and so it became a tradition for a few years, and now we're back to being at their house. Right. So so improvising um, so that you get different feelings and not mm-hmm. not rely on the same feelings that may not be able to duplicate themselves. Exactly. Wow, that's a, that's okay. I get that. Let me ask you something about business though, because you're in business, mm-hmm. you're a therapist, you see patients. Um do you see uh, a rise in uh it's like like working out. I mean, I mm-hmm. I know that people uh, uh what do they call Jamie the Personal trainers, I I don't know what they're called, y'all, but personal trainers. <laughs> I see, I oh, the see gyms are full the, the gyms are full the at the beginning of the year. Yeah. But but I'll is, be in is, there. Is, uh, you gonna be? In yeah, there? I'm going. I'm going back to the gym again. Oh boy. Okay, <laughs> uh, we're gonna stay on target here. I'll yeah. get with you on that after this. But 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 we know the gyms are full. But is the mental health office full during this time of year? It is. This is a trying time of the year for folks. Um, while while holidays can be happy for some, for a lot of people, this is a time of pain. It's a time of reflection, of trying to figure out where do I go from here? And I've been doing the same thing over and over. How do I find, you know, a different way of doing it? And, and, they, and when they recognize coming to therapy, I tell people all the time, my job is to help you find new solutions to old problems. And so... When I'm when I'm able to help you look at it differently, give you some ideas and help you achieve your goals, it kind of can propel you for the year. So I have yeah, my office, I'm very busy at the beginning of the year and during the holidays. Wow. And and I know you when you were with us last time, you you did encourage folks about their mental health. You were saying, Mm -hmm. you know, you may work out for your body, you know, and other things that, you know, you pay attention to, but you need to have the same concentration on your on your mental health how do we encourage people everyone can how do we encourage them to, to stay on course with their therapy well it's it's why my business is called systemic effects that we have to take care of every part of us our 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 spiritual our personal 
and our mental and our physical. And so when when you're doing all of those things and you're putting you're being intentional about addressing those, then you you, you set yourself up to be the best version of yourself. And that's, you know, and I find that that really important when you it struck me when you said that last time you were on the show about, you know, mental health should be up there uh, just like these other things that are important in our lives. And we find ourselves too, too often focusing in on things that help other people and not really that help us. Exactly. And what happens often is people get spooked by mental health. They're like, oh, does that mean I'm that crazy, crazy right? or something right, like that? Right. And it's like mental health is, is is just about an imbalance in the body. It's not about being crazy anymore. No. Because they haven't found anything to help crazy people, right? I mean, they really, they really haven't found anything to help people who, I mean, they can settle you down a little bit. Well, the, they, they, they have, the field is evolving. Right, and, right. And, but, I'm, <laughs> but I'm saying to you that, that it don't make, I'm agreeing with your point mm-hmm. that it, the going to the a mental health specialist doesn't make you crazy. It makes you crazy not to when well, when you find that your mental health is being challenged. Your mind is fragile. Yeah, I use the example that if you have diabetes, you have to take insulin. You don't sit there and say, well, I don't want to take that insulin. Well, you're going to have some serious medical issues yeah, if you, you don't. Yeah, you might say it, but not for yeah. long. Yeah, exactly. Right. And so your body's just, your body's not producing enough insulin, so you take insulin so that you're balanced. The same thing in the brain, that if, you're, if your body's not producing enough of a particular hormone or, or what you need, then we have medication, we have things that can help balance you so that you're at the best version of yourself. Right. And again, listeners, we're talking to Dr. Ken Fowler and we're, you know, we're coming off of holidays and we started a new year and these times can be very, very difficult for people. Mm -hmm. Uh, A lot of people, you may not know it, but a lot of people, uh, when they're alone, um, these times can really show themselves to be very, very difficult for people. And Dr. Fowler, for the person out there, these times are, are, are times for family where there's families sort of get together. You see the the cards with people wearing pajamas, the -hmm. pictures on social media where big families are gathering together and, and, and having meals. And what about the person out there? We got listeners out there. I know who uh, are near and don't have that kind of a family unit Mm -hmm. um, either because they don't want it or it's not available to them. And how does a person cope with, uh, fitting in to these holiday periods that seem to be very, very family family oriented. Well, well, first, don't feel pressured, um, and I think that's what happens to people. They see these um, Facebook renditions of everyone doing certain things as a family, and it makes them start to feel pressured that I have to have that, I have to create. That. If I don't have that, that says something negative about me. And a lot of times, if we look back at our lives, there are times in our lives where all of us were at different transitions in our life where we didn't necessarily have all of that, you know. Um, and so, being okay with your life and knowing that, hey, I'm doing the best I can in my life. I I have a plan to try to be as best I can for the following year. And that's what I'm going to focus on. But if you if we run around and we we keep trying to focus on trying to keep up with the other people or the other people on Facebook. And and I'll tell you as a therapist, um, Facebook is an illusion. And so um, wait a minute. (laughs) 
What? <laughs> you mean that's not real life? It Come is. on, man. I, I troll some people on Facebook, man. I it, some there are some people fake Facebook pages that wake me up in the yeah. morning, man. Come on. Social media social media is a snapshot of time. But it does That's not right. give you the entire right. picture, and it's and it's very quick. Yes, right. It doesn't <laughs> yes. take long to take a a cute picture and 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 to post it. Yeah. Um, but real life takes uh, takes work, and uh, so Dr. Fowler, thank you. Um, and and I all joking aside, I mean, I I, I wanted to do this subject today because um, I've been through it myself. Mm-hmm. I know people who go through it, and um, and it's a very very serious subject. What. What is Dr. Kenneth Earl Fowler's New Year resolution for air that everybody can use? You've you've heard me say it a couple of times in our conversation, and and it's kind of my motto for 2020 is to be the best version of myself. All right, and that's going to be different for each and every one of us. But that's a that's definitely. Uh, that's a one-on-one thing, right? Yeah. Yeah. And and so whatever whatever is required or needed for you to do that. And and we know ourselves better than anyone. And look in the mirror and say, what do, what do I really need to do or what are the things I need to remove from my life that so that I can be the best version of myself. And and having good boundaries and and knowing the word no. I like that, Dr. Fowler. And 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 the thing I'd like to end with you with and and I think that's a I think that's great. But let's tell people to when you make promises to yourself, try to keep them. And I say that only because you reminded me of something when you said get away from negative people and negative things. Mm-hmm. We all start the year off saying we're going to do that. Yeah. And we'll find very a week into it that we still have allowed those negative influences to 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 creep back into our lives and that's got to have an impact on us moving forward. Yeah, there's there some people, including family, that we have to love from a distance or with a stiff arm. I know one of the best, and we're going to go, y'all, but hold on. One of the best pieces of advice that Dr. Fowler ever gave me was, you know what? You don't get to choose your family, so you ain't got to like them. All right? So listen, let me say, we're going to be right back. Stay with us, Dr. Fowler. Thank you. We'll be right back with the Pittman Point. It's time for Pittman's Point. Welcome back to the Sean Pittman Show. And, of course, we want to thank Dr. Ken Fowler for joining us this morning as we start off this new year and try to start it off in a positive way with the health well, with our mental health uh, front of mind. So uh, thank you, Dr. Ken, and uh, thank you all for listening. Now it's time for the first Pittman point of the year. And y'all, I hate to hate to hate to make it negative, but we got real stuff going on right now. So, you know, if you listen to this show at all, chances are good. You've heard us talk about this president and the negative direction he's taking this country with his trampling on the Constitution and his bumbling of foreign policy that has led not only to impeachment of the House of Representatives, but now it looks like it might lead us to a war. So here we are, and the president is at it again, this time seriously endangering the lives of Americans under the guise of of protecting them. When the president ordered the attack and the assassination of the Iranian general just days ago, he claims that he was doing this to prevent a war and to save American lives that no one has proven to be in danger yet, y'all. But he announced that he would be sending 3,500 soldiers into harm's way to prepare for retaliation. So the question is, if he wasn't inciting a war, then why do we need troops? Why do we need troops heading into harm's way? The president then claimed that 
Iran doesn't need a regime change, but yet he killed somebody at the top of the regime. I mean, this guy is the regime, right? So it's it's confusing and disjointed to me, y'all. And um, I don't know that it makes sense to put lives in danger uh, and have us on the brink of war. Now, make no mistake. This Iranian general was an evil man who was a high priority enemy of the United States. But the short sightedness by this president and the ill fated attempts at explanations and the next steps of our country is in a dangerous position. Are we seeing everything that's on the table here, y'all? Is this a political ploy in front of our eyes? Is the president trying to to stroke nationalist sentiment ahead um, of what will undoubtedly be um, a contentious and close election? I don't know. I'm not I'm not accusing him. I'm just saying that we've seen in the past that the country doesn't make a change at the top when we're at war. So I hope this was not meant to be a distraction. I hope that taking out this general was necessary, but we won't know until we know. And here's the other thing, y'all. We are out here playing checkers. These guys are up there playing chess. Every move, not just from the Republicans, but the Democrats too. It's three or four moves ahead. And they're thinking that there are things that will fall based on their decision. So what falls based on this decision? Is it going to distract us from the impeachment? Is it going to make sure that we keep this current president because we're at war? I don't know the answer to that. But and I also don't know how to play chess, but I'm going to learn because here we are. And I don't know whether the Democrats move was a check and his move is a checkmate. I don't know. I know those words. But what I'm saying to you is we all need to start playing chess because that's the game they're playing. So the Pittman point today is get informed and stay informed. Listen to the facts. Don't get bottled down by the media or both sides trying to politicize what's going on here. Stay updated and make your own decisions. And as we close our first show of the new decade, we're reminded of the words of John F. Kennedy. Mankind must put an end to war before war puts an end to mankind. Stay safe, everybody. This has been the Sean Pittman Show. It's 2020. We'll see you in seven.